KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is a KCSB News Inside Isla Vista special fun drive presentation. The year in COVID. I'm Ashley Rush. And I'm Aubrey Valerio. It's been nearly a year since UCSB student health doctors started hearing about possible COVID cases linked to campus. And it was around that time UCSB pivoted to remote learning. And then Governor Gavin Newsom issued the state's first stay at home order due to rising COVID-19 cases. Wow, what a year it's been. On tonight's program, we're bringing you some of the highlights of our KCSB News COVID-19 reporting over the past year. From the first known COVID positive UCSB student who is isolating in their dorm to where we are today, you'll also be hearing from our county and campus public health leaders who have been guiding our community through this pandemic from the beginning. But first, we would like to remind you that KCSB is in its annual fun drive. We only do this once a year. Offer you, our listeners, the opportunity to pledge your support to community, student-led, independent, educational, freeform radio. That's KCSB. And fun drive is different this year. As the pandemic is preventing us from having live phone bankers to take your phone calls. So we invite you to go to kcsb.org to see your donation options. And when you donate a suggested $50 for community members or $25 for students, you will have the option to pick up some cool KCSB branded merchandise, like our annual fun drive t-shirt, a KCSB ball cap, or even face masks. It's all at kcsb.org. So let's get into our KCSB News COVID retrospective. Let's begin in campus housing. When last spring, Joshua, a COVID positive UCSB student, tells KCSB News about his experience of isolating in his dorm while recovering from COVID-19. What does it feel like to have coronavirus and what symptoms are you suffering from? It's really, really scary to have COVID. Since Thursday, like identified that I have a reduced cognitive ability, that I tried to read for my classes and I cannot read quickly anymore. I try to write for discussion posts and things, and my words get switched around, like some like advanced form of, of some type of like just dyslexic mix-up. I, I will talk and I will lose my train of thought. And most importantly, I have felt tension in my head that I know is caused from inflammation. And I have felt my heart beating faster than it should ever be beating. Since being diagnosed with COVID-19, and being a resident on university housing, how has the university staff reached out and made contact to support you? I've received calls from student health. There are psychologists and doctors who have been in contact with me to at least try to check in on me at least once every day. They've made attempts to get me things that I need, like a little pot to boil some water in, to make tea. They've done a lot to keep me comfortable and to stop me from worrying and to to let me know that I'm supported. And like UCSB has done a lot more than my family and then and that many of my friends and I'm I'm very grateful. Grace Aldridge was the first KCSB news reporter to take on the COVID beat and she has done many interviews. Here's a conversation from last summer when she spoke with Santa Barbara County's public health officer, Dr. Henning Ansorg, about his concerns about COVID spreading in Isla Vista among the college community. Isla Vista obviously has a lot of communal living. 
situations in various forms, either that people share apartments or frat houses and things like that. It's my understanding that there's um, a lot of younger people who are very conscious about COVID and its risks and how to prevent it and to social distance and wear masks and be very diligent with hygiene and where they go and things like that. And there are others who don't agree and behave differently. And that is obviously the case in all age groups, but it's a little more common apparently in, in, in younger people. And that has obviously various reasons. And it is a little bit concerning to me as the public health officer because we see way more younger people really getting diagnosed and also getting sick. COVID can become very uh, serious, even in young, healthy people. So I just wanted to ask if you had anything else you would like to add. COVID is, is a really weird thing because normally with other infections, there's such a wealth and history, I mean, a wealth of information and a history of this. And this thing, we are basically inventing an airplane and flying it and building it at the same time. It's crazy. So we get all this information every week, new information out there, and it's changing all the time. And uh, you, you just have to be humble and admit that we don't know a lot and also be humble and be open to learn new things. In the very beginning, like in January or something, I thought, yeah, this is just like a bad cold until I learned the hard way. Oh, no, it's not. Or, you know, in the very beginning, we, we recommended against wear, wearing a mask because we didn't believe it was helpful. And now we're saying, oh, my gosh, it is so helpful. It is so important. So we have to be, you have to be willing to lose your face a lot. And you get mocked for it, which is not fun, even by you know, reporters. <laughs> Somebody mocked me because I changed my mind. And I say like, seriously, how can I not change my mind? If there's new information out there that something is helpful or not helpful, I should pivot immediately. The faster, the better. This is not about consistency. This is about saving lives and making right decisions. And you have to be willing to, <laughs> to contradict yourself in the interest of, of being helpful. KCSB News also surveyed UCSB students to find out how they were feeling during the earlier days of the pandemic. Here's KCSB's Grace Aldrich sharing some of the results. KCSB News has been able to collect testimonies and data from student residents in Isla Vista with a quick survey. Amongst the 68 individuals who responded, 28% have had someone close to them diagnosed with COVID-19. And when asked to rate how COVID-19 has taken a toll on their mental and emotional well-being, 78% put a 4 or 5 out of 5. One student, when asked about their opinion of remote learning, wrote, quote, it is very difficult for me to stay organized and motivated. This is usually not an issue for me, but as an extrovert and someone who grew up striving to impress teachers, my online classes almost feel fake to me." Unquote. Another student, when asked how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected them personally, said, quote, much of the same ways most people have been affected, increased loneliness from not seeing friends, 
only being able to hang out at a distance, financial loss from not being able to work, general fear and anxiety about the state of the world and all the deaths happening. After UCSB transitioned to remote learning during spring quarter, nearly a year ago, medical experts at UCSB Student Health tell KCSB News they began meeting daily to determine the safest path forward for our students and campus community. The UCSB campus was closed and most students were learning remotely. Still, there were some students living in IV over the summer and more moved to the area for fall classes, even though UCSB was still in remote learning. It's not always easy for college students to live with their parents and it's not easy for parents of college students to have them live with them. So I can certainly understand students wanting to be away from parents and parents wanting the students to be away from them. I just think that Isla Vista is particularly dangerous just because it's densely populated, high student density. It's not like Westwood, Riverside, San Diego, where it's a little more dispersed. It's so high density and that's the part that I think really particularly puts us at risk of rapid spread. But I will also point out that it can also serve as um, a big protective factor in a way, because while we have high density, of course, and large student population and lots of potential for mingling, it's not an area that people move into and out of on a regular daily basis. It's not like the suburbs or a downtown area where people go to and come from on a regular everyday basis. Typically what happens is students come here, they stay here for weeks and months at a time. And then for holidays, they might go home. So if people are really diligent about practicing those measures while they're here, it, it could well be that I live in the Bingo, actually one of the safest places there is. We could have one of the lowest rates around because if those individuals in that area start to take that action, you don't have a lot of outsiders coming in and introducing disease. That was Dr. Ali Javanbacht with UCSB Student Health last August. UCSB courses have been virtually all virtual for nearly one year. Undergrad dorms were closed for fall quarter, and in January, around 1,000 students were allowed to move into campus housing for winter quarter. So what if you are a student and an Isla Vista resident trying to do the right thing and stick with public health guidance? But what if you have a lot of housemates in IV who don't feel the same way as you do? KCSB's Grace Aldrich posed this question to attorney Robin Unander with the IV Tenants Union. What options do students who are in a legally binding housing contract have if they feel unsafe or want to return home? That is a really complicated question and a lot of it depends on the type of rental housing contract that they are in. If they're in university housing, there might be different options that they would have versus if they were in private housing and if they're in a contract with several people on the same contract, which is usually referred to as joint and several, versus by the bed contract, which we tend to see at places like Campus 880 or ICON or The Loop, where they're only responsible for, for their bed and not for the rest of the apartment or sharing the responsibility with others. So generally speaking, um, and I can't really comment on what's going on with university housing, but I can comment on the joint and several nature contract and the by the bed contract. If there is a student who has, let's just say, a health concern, they have a compromised health condition, and being in Isla Vista in a living situation that could be dangerous for them, if they have roommates that are not practicing safe social distancing protocol, then if they're in a by-the-bed lease, 
they may be able to make a request of their landlord to be released on the basis of a reasonable accommodation due to a health disability. And that might be, you know, they've got asthma or they've got other you know, respiratory type of conditions and being exposed to COVID and coming down with COVID could be really bad. So they would have to get support from a physician to make the request. And then the landlord could either agree to release them from their lease or maybe offer them a bed uh, in a space where maybe there's no other occupants. What recommendations do you have for students moving into private housing in Isla Vista, either currently or if they are returning in fall? One of the things that I think is really going to be important for students returning or moving into their new housing for the fall is that they have a meeting with any roommates that they're going to live with to get on the same page about how they want to proceed going forward, given everything around them, given that Isla Vista is starting to spike with cases, given that there are many students who are not adhering to safe protocols. Some of the things that we're hearing from tenants is that some students are practicing safe protocols, but they have roommates who are not. And sometimes the roommates are refusing to, sometimes, sometimes the roommates are just not being as diligent about it and there becomes a conflict with how they're living their lives and it's not just a matter of i'm messy and your need is a pin these are conflicts that are potentially life-threatening so to the extent that the tenants can get on the same page with their roommates that would be recommendation number one and we've seen some situations where some tenants are almost parental in the way that they're approaching this and they are taking it very seriously, which is great, but they're also imposing regulations, requirements and restrictions on their roommates that they don't get to do. They can't require their roommates to not go out and socialize. They can't require their roommates to wear their mask at every opportunity inside the house, outside the house, you know, wherever they go. And so what we've been seeing is a lot of conflicts between roommates about how to proceed under all the circumstances. So having a meeting to talk about some practical, realistic rules that they all can agree to live by would be important. And what would be the outcome if somebody chooses not to? What are they going to do if there is a roommate who decides they don't want to live by those rules or agrees in concept to live by those rules, but then refuses to actually follow the rules. This is a KCSB News special presentation, The Year in COVID. I'm Ashley Resch. And I'm Aubrey Valerio. Since last March, KCSB News has been publishing a daily newsletter for our KCSB programming staff. The newsletter expanded its reach last summer when the email newsletter started going to 27,000 UCSB undergraduate students. This turned into a golden opportunity for our KCSB News leadership. We were so happy to hear back from students and campus community members who thanked us for the news. But even more importantly, it gave us a direct connection to our fellow students to share their concerns and also hopes and wishes for surviving the pandemic as a college student in Santa Barbara. What we learned from student responses to our KCSB COVID newsletter is that despite hearing about large gatherings in Isla Vista, at Greek houses or other homes, 
there are many more UCSB students who are horrified and upset about their fellow students not following pandemic protocols to wear masks and not gather. We are happy to let you know that our KCSB News COVID newsletter has expanded to include a Saturday community edition filled with the latest information about COVID in Santa Barbara and the Central Coast. If you would like to sign up to receive this no-cost community COVID-19 newsletter, go to kcsb.org and enter your email address at the bottom of the page where it says sign up for a newsletter. While you're at our webpage, we invite you to donate to KCSB during our annual fund drive, which is going on through tomorrow. We were just mentioning that we hear from UCSB students who respond to us through our COVID newsletter, who are doing the right thing and not gathering or attending parties. But there are other students who are determined to enjoy their college experience to the fullest extent, pandemic or not. And that manifested in large parties, Nyla Vista, around the beginning of fall quarter. Max Abrams, a reporter and photographer for the Daily Nexus, documented the parties. He spoke with KCSB's Aubrey Valerio about what he saw. What surprises you most about covering COVID-19 in, in Isla Vista? I think at first, maybe I'm not so much surprised anymore, but uh, at first I was definitely surprised by people's reactions. You know, I, I got a lot of thank yous and certainly a lot of appreciation. And I'd like to, you know, return the favor to those that really do appreciate what I'm doing because it's not always the easiest thing. It's exhausting. I'm outside, you know, by myself at 11 p.m. or midnight on a Friday, you know, just walking up and down DP trying to take pictures, but um, gotten a fair share of negative responses. And, you know, sometimes it can be a little frightening, but for the most times it's, it's, it's manageable. You know, people are inebriated and um, tensions can flare. And that's just something I have to be, and I've learned to be really cognizant about while I'm outdoors, um, especially at night. Um, And then I've also received some threatening and malicious feedback um, on social media as well. Um, So I think in the beginning, I wasn't expecting those reactions, but there's some people here who really want to continue partying um, no matter what the costs are. And I guess when they see someone like me, maybe getting in the way of that, um, they feel threatened. And, um, you know, I think something we've been grappling a lot with at the Nexus as, you know, this story, as this development just gets more and more attention is that, you know, we're not here to narc. We're not here to expose people. We're not here to out people or identify a single person or single them out. We're here to document what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a lot of folks in Isla Vista covering um, Isla Vista the way we do at the Nexus. And we're trying to use, you know, our advantage of being a hyper-local paper uh, in the sense of documenting our community. And sometimes that involves taking pictures of a house with 30 or 40 people on it. Sometimes that involves going on the street and doing interviews. Sometimes that involves videotaping police interactions with community members. And a lot of people see that as threatening. But at the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to show what's happening. We're just the middleman. We're just the messenger. So with or without us, the same things would still be taking place. So I think a lot of these threats should be put to rest because it's backwards. You know, who is the real threat on the street? A guy with a camera or a global pandemic. This is a KCSB News special presentation, The Year in COVID. I'm Aubrey Valerio, and that was Max Abrams with The Daily Nexus, sharing what he saw on the streets of Ivy last October. And just to let you know, Halloween in Ivy was quiet, thankfully. As for any public health enforcement officers, our county public health department leaders 
have explained they do not have the staff to enforce public health orders. Public Health Director Fawn Reynoso has said that she would like UCSB and SBCC administration to take more of an active role in taking actions. Maybe suspensions against their students who continue to defy public health orders. Now, UCSB is training student ambassadors to share COVID prevention information in IV. And law enforcement has cited some repeat offender party hosts. Looking ahead, plans in the works to keep Deltopia from turning into a super spreader event. You know, Aubrey, there are students leading active anti-party efforts. Izzy Mitchell is with Gauchos for Transparency. I spoke with her about this topic. So with COVID, it's very complex because there's a lot of individuals working on this independently. However, what we found was that no one is truly communicating transparently to the student body of what was going on. You know, we would receive all these emails saying like more COVID cases, be safe, stay home. At the same time, we were all left like, okay, what's next? What are we supposed to do as students? And G4T has taken it upon ourselves to really focus on educating students about what COVID really is and also what it also isn't. One of the biggest things that we have been working on, which was just passed this week, was the community health officers, which transformed into the ordinance to be able to find people who are not gathering. And that is really essential to potentially even having the slightest chance of opening in spring quarter or potentially have a graduation. Because currently what we're seeing on social media is just, you know, yes, not everyone is partying, but we are seeing a lot of people who are not social distancing. And we as an organization are just focused on how can we transparently inform the student body that, hey, this is going on in our home. How can we make IV safer? So we have also decided this quarter to solely focus on COVID projects, which includes harm reduction education. How can you still socialize with your friends and neighbors, but in a safe manner that reduces the risk of being an asymptomatic super spreader. How do you have those conversations with your housemates that, you know, maybe you shouldn't invite your boyfriend who has been jumping around at all these house parties lately because you are going to put me at risk from contracting COVID. How do you set yourself up to be most protected against COVID? And there is another group, UCSB Party, that is posting party scenes on Instagram in an effort to call attention to the large gatherings in Isla Vista. So on your website, you mentioned that you went through the UCSB Reddit, Facebook, and Instagram pages to kind of try to understand the arguments for why students continue to party. What were some of your main findings? My main findings were just um, a lot of individualism has influenced how the sorts of people who go to these things kind of see it. Mm. They really just see it as an issue that they don't need to worry about. It's only about them. They only care about keeping themselves safe or not keeping themselves safe. And they don't think of it as a broad issue that affects other people. And then you mentioned this a little bit, but what solutions do you propose to help curb the spread of COVID in Isla Vista? There's a lot of different things. Definitely implementing the uh, ordinance, like finding people, actually like creating consequences and things to deter people from partying. 
and really just cracking down on these suspensions because I haven't heard of anyone being suspended, even though it's been um, talked about in the emails, but um, also just things that kind of are a social pressure mm-hmm. on those same individuals that are partying. So like um, just a, a solidarity, like uh, lawn signs that kind of just show support for wearing masks, different items like that, just wearing masks and um, maybe making it more obvious how many cases are in Isla Vista mm-hmm. at the time. So like maybe having like a list on um, Gaucho space, like you log in and then there's like, there are this many cases right now. Maybe we should be worried. In early February, I spoke with Isla Vista Foot Patrol Community Resource Deputy Justin Schroeder to hear more about enforcing the public health mandate in IV. He described the difficulties of enforcing the order, which limits gatherings to outdoors only with members of no more than three households, in a densely populated area like IV, where 10 to 12 residents are often packed into small living spaces. No gatherings with more than three households. And as you know, in Isla Vista, that's pretty difficult to determine for us. And so um, is the household the whole apartment complex? No, I don't think so. But some of these big houses that have 10 or 12 bedrooms with 20 people living in there, if, if those 20 people each have one person over, is that a violation of the order? So it, it's just really tricky to, to figure out in a community like Isla Vista what constitutes a violation of that public health order. Because um, like a fraternity just out playing volleyball or basketball in their front yard, it looks like 40 people are gathering, but those 40 people technically all live there. So that's not a violation, even though it looks like it should be a violation. Deputy Schroeder said that citations are now being issued to egregious repeat offenders, and that Ivy Foot Patrol is working collaboratively with UCSB, SPCC, and now landlords to crack down on large gatherings. These people are starting to get themselves into more trouble because they start with a citation and now they have to deal with the landlord and then they might have to deal with school and everything else. And so it's just really starting uh, to stack up on these folks who aren't aren't uh, taking the health officer order seriously. As of Monday, February 22nd, 2021, there have been 1,195 cases. That's nearly 1,200 cases of COVID-19 in Isla Vista since the pandemic began. What is surprising to me, at least, is that despite crowded living conditions in Isla Vista, a large majority of the IV population has been vigilant. Perhaps that's what's keeping any outbreaks from being much worse. So way to go, Gauchos and other IV residents. Thanks for doing your part. The disease levels in IV and the rest of Santa Barbara County are starting to decline. So we are headed in the right direction just not ready to throw away our masks just yet. We also want to acknowledge UCSB Student Health for their efforts in setting up a robust COVID testing program on campus, making it easy for students and others connected to UCSB to get tested and also get the results back in a very quick turnaround time. Isla Vista also has a community COVID testing site. Anyone can use it, no appointment is required, and it's on Fridays and Saturdays from noon to 5 p.m. at Ivy Theater, right there at the end of the loop. This testing site has been so successful that our county public health leaders say they plan to duplicate this no appointment necessary model in Santa Maria. You've been listening to a KCSB News special presentation, The Year in COVID, our KCSB News coverage on this topic over the past year. 
there is plenty more KCSB News COVID coverage to listen to, including tips from an area therapist for how college-age young adults can support their mental and emotional well-being while being isolated at a time in their lives when they would typically be going out on their own. You can find that interview and other COVID and KCSB news stories on our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash KCSBFM. Check out our Inside Isla Vista playlist and our general SoundCloud stream for more. I'm Aubrey Valerio. And I'm Ashley Rush. Thanks for tuning in and please consider pledging your support to KCSB during our annual Fun Drive show. Fun Drive ends tomorrow and we are very close to reaching our target goal. Your donation will help us get there. Go to kcsb.org to find out more about supporting independent, educational, and free-form KCSB and our volunteer news team. Thank you. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. I'm Ashley Rush. And I'm Aubrey Valerio. And we're your KCSB news directors.